Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sprung from cages on Highway 9, chrome wheel fuel injected and stepping out over the line. How? Well, that was ugly. 7.13, having a hard time getting our gas, so that's why I'm vamping here and and killing some time, watching some cute little puppy videos on Twitter, and let me tell you about the weather. I can do that. Highs today of 68 could be very nice. <laughs> it stays that way tomorrow. A little bit cooler, though. Highs then of 64, 62 on Thursday, 68 on Friday, and of course, they got sprays Friday night, but then Saturday... Man, first big day of parades and night of parades and family growing, all that stuff. A 90% chance for showers, strong storms, using words like washout. But look, you know, these things have already turned around, right? The forecast where it's like, well, it's going to do this, it's going to do that, and all of a sudden it doesn't. So I'm not giving up hope yet. Then a 30% chance for some lingering showers as it stands now. And it turns windy on Sunday with highs of 64. Dublane joins us. Walter Dublane. An assistant associate um, professor of economics and finance at my alma mater, I'm proud to say UNO. How you doing, Dub? Hey, good morning, Tommy. Good. Let's talk about um, the the state of, of the, um, I guess, economy in Louisiana and, and the budget. And uh, we were talking about, with uh, Stephen Procopio earlier, about deficit or about um, surplus and fiscal cliffs and so forth, and and it's not exactly like keeping a checking account at home, is it? When it comes to governmental budgeting and revenue, et cetera. Well, actually, in, a, in, in the federal government, it's not. They can print all the money they want to, but yeah. in the state government, they actually have to kind of but balance I mean, the budget. I mean, in terms so of it's actually, a little, little tougher. In terms of being able to reconcile, say at the end of the month, if people yeah. still do that, it's it's not that easy, is it? In the state government, no, it's not easy. But but again, that's why. We have this one, 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 one very good thing that the state does is this revenue estimating committee, which again tries to give us as best several economists, independent economists can do, uh, an estimate of how much revenue we can get. And then they have to put a budget that somehow matches up to that set of revenue. So that at least in projections, you, you do your best. And then, you know, it doesn't all, all the revenue doesn't come in. And sometimes, you know, expenditures don't line up and you can always end up with some problems at the end of the year, but you're not going to end up with one, at least in up front, you're going to be on the right track. So this, that's, that's a pretty good process that we've got. Can a government be run like a business? Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, if you could, uh, you know, in the sense that uh, what's nice is that as a business, you actually look at, at the bottom line, you look at the, your goals and what you're trying to achieve. 
the problem is, you know, a government's run by politics, and that often doesn't get the same results. So when it comes to the Revenue Estimating Conference, somebody texted this question, and I wanted to get to it. Is that non-political? Is it apolitical? Can it be? Uh, it, it's very close to that because, uh, you know, a couple of people, the the, pers- the representative from the legislative um, auditor's office, and he, actually uh, the, the one they just retired is a friend of mine, and the guy that's uh, from University of Lafayette, uh, who replaced Jim Richardson? You know, so two of the people are economists, and they are. I've I've talked to all these these guys, and I know that they really are. You know, they are independent. Now, you do also have the head of the Senate and the head of the House that also are trying to, uh, you know, influence things. But again, my my, my estimate has been is they really do a pretty good job of being a of being an independent uh, estimator, uh, non political. So I'm trying to get a handle on. The economy of the nation, the economy of the state, is it, is it good? Is it bad? Do you, how do you separate Wall Street from credit card debt? How do you separate state from national as an economist? You understand what I'm saying, Doug? Because I, to me, yeah. it ultimately comes down to how's it doing for you? And yes. then maybe you can say a state as opposed to the nation. Talk me through all of that, if you would, please. Okay. Well, again, certainly the, the national economy is surprised, doing surprisingly good. Now, people are still not feeling very good about it because what people see is the gas pump and the, and the, and the grocery store prices, and that's still affecting people. Uh, but given what we went through coming out of the pandemic um, and then the Federal Reserve cracking down and raising interest rates on the money supply, um, there was many economists felt like that we were possibly being going to be pushed into a recession. That has not happened. We just got the first quarter growth rates of the U.S. Uh, GDP, and they are looking pretty good. Our unemployment rate is at a historic low, and inflation is coming down. So nationally, uh, you know, the economy is doing, I think, much better than we could even have hope, reasonably have, have hoped for. Locally, it's not so much. We still have problems in Louisiana of, of our economy is, is not tied to the rest of the nation because we're so much tied to you know, oil and tourism and, and things of that sort, especially locally, uh, that, that the, the state is a little weaker. Uh, overall, again, uh, I can say we've been running a, a budget surplus for the last few years, um, and, and we're projecting another one for this year, although, um, interestingly enough, the governor has recently come out and told the, uh, all the agencies to prepare for cuts. Um, and there may be a good reason for that, because of what you mentioned, that fiscal cliff, mm-hmm. is that next year, when um, this temporary sales tax increase expires, then the state will be facing some problems if they don't do something. So, you know me, I try not to, to <laughs> pretend. No, I, I try not to pretend to know things that I don't, and I try to learn. That's what we try to do in the morning: let other people learn. And there's no uh, dishonor in saying that there's something you don't know. So, when it comes to dub the economy, how how are we defining that? Because how can the economy be doing well when people are struggling and running up their credit cards to pay gas and, and, and pay for groceries and those kind of things? So how do we determine, again, the economy, how do we determine if that's good or not? And Well, again, the, 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 measures, the basic measures of the economy are is the GDP, which is all, all the production in the country, is it growing? Are we growing in terms of, uh, you know, producing more every year. And of course, because of that, we interested is if you've got to produce more, you've got to, you know, hire more people. And so ultimately the focus is on families in terms of, do they have jobs? Uh, this other part of it is inflation.
out of hand, then the jobs you have won't be able to cover your bills at the grocery store. Um, and like I say, what people, I think, are very discontented about now is because we've had in, you know, inflation that most people that are young, much younger than me have never experienced because the Fed has done a good job for the last 30 years of controlling inflation. So this is the first time that most people have actually experienced inflation that we had over the last two years. And I think there's a huge reaction to that. Uh, and people have, or have, or hopefully it will start calming down because inflation is, is back down close to what the target is, which is about 2% per year. We're at a little over 3% right now. Um, but still, I think people are reacting what they've experienced over the last couple of years. And, of course, the pandemic just threw everybody out. You know, we had so much unemployment because of that, but that's kind of gone away. So things are getting much better, but I don't think people feel it yet. So somebody texted, and we'll pick this up here when we come back. Purchasing habits have not changed in the last five years. My $10,000 emergency savings fund is gone, and it only took the last three years to do it. Now, this person doesn't say anything about what's coming in, so I don't know if they're still making the same salary or not, but but we'll talk about that, Dub, when we come back about inflation. Where did it come from, and um, what is the likelihood that it's going to go away? Because I know prices go up, but I never do really um, – see them come down. Uh, Dub Lane's our guest, Walter Dub Lane, Associate Professor of Economics and Finance at my alma mater. I might say I'm not an economics major. I'm a, I'm a communications major, so I don't want to besmirch the School of Economics and Finance at UNO with my knowledge. 722 traffic now, WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 726 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to Walter Dub Lane, Associate Professor of Economics and Finance at UNO, my alma mater. Dub, I felt it necessary, given my limited, given my limited economics uh, intelligence, to let people know that I graduated in communications, not economics from UNO. I thought you'd appreciate well, we, that. we are proud of our communications majors, Yes, too, sir. So. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> Uh, but I did start in economics and, and finance, and that's why I transferred, because I realized it wasn't for me. Anyway, let's talk about... Um, the inflation. Did it all come from the pandemic? And it, was it government spending too much money? I'm not trying to make it about Republicans or Democrats, but they just had a problem. So in typical government fashion, they threw money at it? Uh, well, there, 
I think there are three major sources for it. One was that during the pandemic, everybody saved a huge amount of money. Our, our savings went up tremendously. And when things started coming out of it, they started spending those savings, just like the, the, the caller that you said uh, talked about. They, they had a lot of savings, then afterwards they've started spending it. Well, that started pumping up the economy. The federal government started pumping money into the economy, starting back in the Trump administration, who ran enormous deficits during a really high time. Uh, and, and a lot of the Trump money is still flowing out. Um, and the third one is what happened in the Ukraine. Uh, you know, the crane, that's that's what drove up the oil prices, for instance, which is a major cause of a lot of our inflation. So those three things all putting together uh, is what seems to be what caused the inflation um, that we've had, that we had. So the Fed's doing what they can. What, what, what grade would you give them for the way they're managing this? I think they've done a pretty good job. I mean, they, they've, you know, they've dri- driven up their interest rate, which is the main thing they control. Um, and but they've done it without pushing us into a recession, which is which is a pretty delicate process. And I, I so I give them a pretty good grade. So when it comes to the inflation and, and people are facing at their grocery store, no gas prices can come down. We never thought we'd see, you know, back in the day, we didn't think we'd see dollar ninety eight a gallon gas, but we did. But when it comes to things like beef and and chicken and um, regular stuff you get at the grocery store. Um, are those prices ever going to come down again? Or like, uh, and I always use a classic example of Scott towels and things like that. It seems like they go up, but they never really come down. Well, in general, prices go up and don't come down. That's across the board. Now, uh, gasoline and 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 food prices are excluded from the from the primary measure of inflation because they are volatile, just because of you know fruit and stuff like that is seasonal and. Uh, things of that sort, and then gasoline is, is a very volatile market. And we've seen gasoline prices come down uh, quite a bit uh, recently, so that does happen. Um, but in general, prices don't go up. The key idea that, that's really important for people is are their wages keeping up within with uh, prices? If the wages go up at a comparable way to the prices, then people are okay. And of course, the prices went up faster, and the wages the wages have been have been keeping have been catching up. Actually, in the last year or so, we've actually seen a fair amount of of catch up. They're not quite there yet, uh, but we have seen some progress on that. So, is it safe to say then that eventually, maybe you and I won't live long enough to see it, but that people will be paying ten dollars a roll for Scott towels or paper towels? And that er- well, and that they'll just be making like you know three hundred thousand dollars a year, but really the standard of living has not gone up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- those those will be constant happening. And as you know, I'm I'm old enough when I look at, you know, I used to think that a fifty thousand dollar house was completely out of reach. Uh, well, you know, that's you know, fifty thousand won't buy you much now. When you so, get your car, so as, long as, as long as you have all the prices going up, uh, including wages, then people can be okay. And that's what we've experienced over the last thirty years. And and hopefully we'll get back to that. Fifty thousand dollar house. You'd be lucky to get fifty thousand dollar car with air conditioner. Thank you, Dub. Exactly. Exactly. Appreciate your time. Talk about high and UNO. Walter okay. Dublane, associate professor of economics, finance, and UNO. We come back. We're going to talk about that drone strike that killed U.S. troops in Jordan and. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.